Hello, and thanks for tuning into episode seven of Healthcare Beans. I'm your host, James Haven. This episode is inspired by a recent experience I had with my dentist. And um, please bear with me. This will certainly connect with the broader theme of healthcare in the United States. Um, so I showed up for an emergency visit on a Saturday. And I was in a lot of pain, and it turned out that I needed my wisdom tooth pulled. Now, I'm one of those types that, that kind of wait to the last minute for dental care, um, mostly because I just hate going to the dentist. Um, so now I've had this sort of dental work before where after a tooth extraction, I start to experience a lot of pain, maybe around four hours after the surgery, when the pain medication wears off. As a matter of fact, I once ended up in the ER after dental surgery. The, the pain got so bad, um, and I really couldn't bear it. Um, so I described this past experience uh, with my dentist, and I asked her for some prescription pain medication. You know, like real pain medication, and, and not some high-dose Tylenol or ibuprofen. Um, and she said to me, and, and these are her exact words, it's not in my philosophy to prescribe opioids for a tooth extraction. Now, I gotta say, I wasn't expecting that, and I was a little bit upset. Uh, so nobody wants to hear about somebody's clinical philosophy when you're having pain. So I left the dental office uh, with a useless prescription of high-dose Tylenol and, and crossed my fingers for good luck. About six hours later, um, as predicted, I was in serious pain. The Tylenol didn't work, the dental office was closed, and I was pacing back and forth in my living room because basically that's what I do when I'm not feeling well. And then it hit me. The last time this happened, and I ended up in the ER, the emergency room physician gave me a prescription for codeine, and, and I filled that prescription. So the codeine was somewhere in my home. I just had to find it. And that's exactly what I did. I frantically searched for the codeine, I found it and I popped one pill. About 20 minutes later, the, the pain was much reduced. Um, and then after about another 10 minutes, it was completely gone, just presto, nothing there. Um, now the moral of the story is not that codeine is the best thing since sliced bread. I mean, I mean it worked well, um, but that's really not the point. The point is that pain management is a very real problem in, in healthcare and in this country. Um, dentists and doctors are very reluctant to prescribe opioids. And there's a pretty good reason for that. The opioid epidemic is killing thousands of people every year. And the best way to save lives, at least in the near term, is to simply stop prescribing opioids for anything less than third degree burns, unfortunately. And that brings us to the search for different forms of pain management. Um, so I can say there are probably around three broad directions where things are moving. Uh, the first is pharmaceutical companies, and, and they're working to develop pain medicine that is, that is not addictive or less addictive than, than opioids. Um, and the second area is alternative or holistic treatments. So thinking about acupuncture, and how that's more or, or less effective for different types of pain. Um, interestingly, Medicare now pays for acupuncture to treat lower back pain, and, and maybe one day that will expand to treat other types of pain, um, provided there's enough data to, to back that up. 
I wrote a post on Medicare and acupuncture coverage a few months back, uh, which is linked in the show notes if you're interested in that. Um, and last, there's there's using new technology to help us manage pains, which which brings us to virtual reality. So I came across this company called Applied VR, which stands for Applied Virtual Reality. And I found this company through an article in Fierce Healthcare. Um, by the way, the, the Fierce magazine is an excellent, excellent resource on all things healthcare. Um, and I totally recommend checking it out. And, and I've also included a link in the show notes. So I've heard of virtual reality being used in the hospital setting uh, for things like childbirth, um, as well as other painful procedures. But what surprised me was the amount of data that supports its use. There's, there's really a lot of medical studies reporting that patients experience much less pain um, and much less anxiety before and during medical procedures uh, when they're using virtual reality therapy. Moreover, the next step we're seeing in this space is how virtual reality can help people manage chronic pain, um, basically manage chronic pain in their homes. Uh, and this is exactly what Applied VR is doing. Uh, last year, that would be, I think, in 2020, this company tested the use of VR headsets at home, self-administered by patients um, who were suffering from either back pain or something called fibromyalgia. And according to Applied VR, the results were, were generally positive. Um, overall, their patients experienced reduced pain, or at least they were able to report that. Now, typically, I don't immediately believe a private company that conducts its own scientific study to validate the technology that they're selling. Uh, certainly a conflict of interest there. Um, but since there are a lot of previous academic studies that support the use of virtual reality for pain management, I am inclined to believe it can work. Um, now, with that said, this could very well be a game changer in terms of weaning our country off opioid medications, especially if patients are receptive to this technology. Um, and by receptive, I mean, are they, are they willing to start using and wearing these virtual reality headsets, um, especially in their homes to, to manage chronic pain. Um, and I think people are actually ready and, and willing to wear these headsets. Now, now I own a virtual reality headset and the experience is, is fairly comfortable for up to 30 or 45 minutes of use. Um, but after that, it, it does start to feel kind of heavy on my head um, and I will take it off. It, it also bothers my eyes to keep it on any longer. Um, but mind you, the therapeutic sessions for, for pain management, at least from what I've read, uh, can be much shorter. So something like 5 to 15 minutes. Um, and they're still reportedly effective at, at those shorter durations. So now we get to the, to the big issue, the real issue that concerns all of us as patients and as consumers. Um, so how do, we, how do we pay for this? How do we pay for virtual reality therapy? Um, so I did come across another virtual reality company called XR Health, uh, which provides therapeutic virtual reality sessions. And it looks like they're able to bill the service to Medicare. So treating it as a telehealth service. Um, now, as for younger people who rely pretty much on commercial insurance carriers by and large, there doesn't seem to be a widespread coverage for virtual reality yet. Um, this is still, you know, fairly experimental, and both providers and insurance companies 
are still considering the ROI for, for virtual reality uh, therapy. Now, what I mean by that is that there are open questions around its cost effectiveness at scale in particular. You know, so who are the types of patients best served by this technology? Um, will it actually reduce opioid dependence in the, in the near and the long run? These are still open questions. But for now, the data strongly suggests that virtual reality, at least in healthcare and, and for these therapies and pain management, will grow pretty quickly over the next few years. So we can all stay tuned for that. Um, I will say that I am bullish on virtual reality in healthcare, especially for pain management. I, I think it can work. I think it will work. I think people will adopt this technology. Um, and I think this is going to grow and grow. So so if I find companies that are performing well in this space, um, I will probably buy a few shares in, in those companies. Um, and, and of course, I'll, I'll share that information in a future blog post or maybe in a future podcast episode. Well, that's a wrap for today. Please check out the show notes on www.healthcarebeans.com and leave a review on Apple Podcasts if and when you get a chance. Um, as always, I welcome any thoughts or suggestions you might have for future content. And thanks for listening to Healthcare Beans. I'm your host, James Haven. God bless. God bless.